fear the talking queers. Now that we're all here, the party can begin. Hey, bitch. Hey, bitch. We are so close to Halloween. I can smell it. I like, can smell that's it. That's how close it is. Or maybe that's you. No, <laughs> it's not. It's you. you you've been eating oh. pumpkin after pumpkin after pumpkin. But you know, pumpkin is very powerful. It's you know rich in fiber and for bitch. everything. Bitch. I just stay eating pumpkin spiced everything, <laughs> like Trader Joe's. Oh my god! Might be the best and worst thing to ever happen to somebody like me. Unmatched. I mean, the selection of, of pumpkin spiced treats, not just pumpkin spice, just like fall flavored treats. Yes. Like there's some great apple cidery stuff. Mm, and, I love their spiced apple cider. Oh my God, it's so delish. But like, as soon as this time of year hits and you walk into that Trader Joe's, oof. The cinnamon brooms, bitch. I have a big one and a small one. Oh my God, do you sweep with it? No, I hang it on the doors and my whole house smells like a witch's cottage. Oh my god. I love cute. it. I, I love know it. they had that. I want that. Cinnamon brooms. Yes. I've been like spending all my money on shit from Bath and Body Works to make my room smell spicy. Oh no. Yeah. Get these cinnamon brooms. They make any space smell absolutely delicious. And I just want to let Joe know if you want to sponsor us, like we'd be totally down. Yes, Mr. Joe, please reach out. <laughs> yeah, please. Ring, ring. Hello. Oh my God. Do you remember this shirt from our merch launch oh, a long time ago? I know. I love it. I wore mine the other day, actually. Oh my God. We kind of hinted at it in The Exorcist and Rocky Horror, but we are like full blown doing giveaways. And so for this week, the giveaway is basically if you leave us a review, you are entering like a raffle for the giveaway this week so leave us an apple podcast review or a review wherever you listen if you can leave a review wherever you listen take a screenshot of it send it to us on instagram let us know somehow that you have left us a review and for those of you who have left us a review before you are also being counted if we know who you are some people I think don't, say, don't try it yeah don't try it you're void no i'm just kidding no you're definitely involved we we know a lot of the people that have left us reviews so you are already on the wheel, but we don't know everybody. So just in case, send us the review that you may have already left so that you can be included. Yes, and we are at Fear the Talking Queers on Instagram. So yeah, make sure you send it there. And we would love to enter you to this contest and win some cute, fun stuff. Yes, you get your choice of one of our t-shirt designs and also a pack of Fear the Talking Queers stickers. Ooh, yes, I love it. How we're, cute. We're doing five giveaways this month, so that's a lot. But in case yeah. you don't win any of them, our merch will be relaunching on our website, fearthetalkingqueers.com on Halloween. So I can't wait for you guys to see what we have. So just like all October long, we have our tricks and our treat wheels. And so we are going to spin our treat wheel to see what we're talking about in today's intro. Are you ready? Yes, spin it, bitch. Oh my God. 
This what is, is it? What is it? What is it? This is a fan favorite, a listener favorite. Oh God, Mad Libs. Yes, yes. Who was yes. this specifically requested by that we added it to the? This wheel? was requested by Sean, the the songstress from Canada. Yes, Miss Kitty. Yes, Miss Celine Dion herself. <laughs> so, Sean, this is specifically for you. Okay, I wrote my Mad Libs. I love that. I was supposed to. I failed the assignment because, um... You don't have time. You don't have time. You're busy. You're a busy bitch. That's right. You're busy preparing for a wedding that you're going to be in. Yes, that's true. A wedding that I'm going to be in and a wedding that you're also going to be at. This is the first time that we're going to be seeing each other since starting Fear the Talking Queers. Isn't that crazy? I know that it took a whole fucking ass wedding for us to just get together. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, mine is called The Halloween Misadventures of the Talking Queers. Ooh, okay. <laughs> okay, give me two adjectives. Um, horny and fugly. Give me a normally censored body part. The areola. Name a, a Halloween monster. Uh, Nosferatu. Celebrity. Emma Roberts. Adjective. Fuzzy. Body part. Butthole. I don't know. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, adjective. Hard. Bodily fluid. Earwax. <laughs> so hot. Okay. So Verb. Douche. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Adjective. No. Wet. Body part. Bush. Number. Sixty-nine. <laughs> Object. So I guess a noun, but. Specifically an object. Cock ring. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Verb. A sexy verb. Lick. Insect. Praying mantis. Animal. Flamingo. Okay. When I was writing this, I literally thought that you were going to pick Flamingo. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Because I was like, he's going to pick something that's like so off the wall for the story, the concept <laughs> yeah. of the story. And I bet it's going to be like a Flamingo or something. That's literally what I oh thought. Oh my God. That's so weird. Oh that's my God. Crazy. Okay, so verb ending in ing. Pooping. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a verb. Smashing. Give me three more verbs. Kick. Stroke, choke. Okay, body part. Uh, nostril. Are you ready for this crazy ass story? <laughs> I'm so <laughs> ready. It's- the Halloween misadventures of the talking queers. It was a horny and fugly Halloween night. <laughs> Jake and Frankie decided to go trick or treating for some areola. <laughs> <laughs> They hit the streets and saw many people dressed in their Halloween costumes. They saw someone dressed as Nosferatu and someone else dressed as Emma Roberts. (laughs) But the best costume they saw was someone dressed as a fuzzy butthole. (laughs) They came across a hard party. These partygoers were strange. The featured cocktail was earwax-infused vodka. <laughs> oh my god. You'll, you'll recognize this next part. They did a dance called the Time Douche. <laughs> <laughs> 
And the host of the party had a wet bush. (laughs) Jake and Frankie got out of there fast. Next, they decided to visit a psychic. The psychic pulled out a different kind of tarot deck to read their fortune. Out of the deck, she pulled out a 69 of cock rings. Oh my god. She let them know this meant a spirit wanted to lick them. (laughs) She told them they should confront the spirit by going to the haunted house where it lived. They arrived to the house. When they entered, they found praying mantises and flamingos crawling everywhere. Oh my god. Sinister. Yeah. (laughs) They pulled out a Ouija board and asked the spirit why it wanted to lick them. Suddenly, the spirit appeared, pooping Jake and smashing Frankie. (laughs) (laughs) They fled the house, never looking back. When they got home, they felt safe, but little did they know, when the spirit kicked and stroked them, it entered their nostrils and will now choke their souls for eternity. Oh Oh my my god. God. (laughs) What an adventure. That's it. Oh, the end. the end. Okay, work. That was funny. I think you picked some really good words. I did. Like, they well, fit are... beautifully with my my story. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you ready to light the black flame candle? Oh, hell yes, I uh... am. We have arrived at one of the most Halloweeniest movies there ever were. Oh, my God. It's the biggest Halloweeny ever. Oh, yeah. Oh my god, it's so big. And it is the children's classic, Hocus Pocus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Honestly, this is the only Disney movie I'll ever watch repeatedly. Oh my god. Well, yeah. I mean, it, that is true. It is a Disney movie. And that's a big deal for you because you don't watch those. I fucking hate Disney. I hate Disneyland. <laughs> I hate all of it. <laughs> oh my god. Hater, hater. I adore this movie. Who doesn't? I I adore this movie. Oh, so before we get started, we need to spin our trick wheel and see what we need to do throughout the episode to have a little fun. Ready? Spin it. Oh my God, of course. Well, this is the perfect movie to do this for. We have to do an impression of all of the lead characters of the movie. I know I will uh, inadvertently be doing it throughout the entire do impressions of them throughout the entire thing because I love this movie and I love to quote it so much. This is why I was most excited to do this episode because your impressions give me... (laughs) I think every time you do an impression and it's spot on, it gives me one more year of life. This is Hocus Pocus, which is... Thank you, Max, for that marvelous introduction. Hocus Pocus, released in July 1993. I can't. I can't believe. What a decision that was. What kind of decision was that, is the question. Written by Neil Cuthbert and Mick Garris. Directed by Kenny Ortega. Our film begins in Salem, Massachusetts in 1693, where a teenager named Thackeray Binks realizes his little sister Emily has been lured into the woods under the control of a witch. Thackeray urges his friend Elijah to hurry back to the village and alert the elders. He then rushes after Emily and eventually finds the house where Emily has been captured. Inside the house, 
three aging evil witches, the Sanderson sisters, Winifred, Mary, and Sarah, played by Bette Midler, Kathy Najimy, and Sarah Jessica Parker, are brewing a potion in a cauldron. Winifred, the eldest sister, highlights that the potion, when drunk by a child, has the ability to restore the witch's youth. Before the witches can force the potion into Emily, Thackeray stops them and engages in a brawl with Winnie, and is overcome. The sisters then suck the life force from little Emily, and their youth is restored. They then cast a spell on helpless Thackeray that he takes the form of a black cat for eternity to suffer for his failure to save thy sister. (laughs) (laughs) Immediately after, the angry villagers wielding torches capture the sisters and prepare to hang the trio. Thackeray's father demands that Winifred divulge his son's whereabouts, but she refuses to say... Mm, Thackeray, Thackeray. Mm. <laughs> Thackeray. Mm. I don't know. Cat's got my tongue. <laughs> Winnie's spellbook reveals a prophecy that on All Hallows Eve, when the moon is round, when the moon is round. <laughs> oh my God! I say that all. I say all that today, year long. What were, Joey said something like, "When the moon is," and I said, "When the moon is round," and he was like, "What?" <laughs> A virgin shall light the black flame candle and resurrect them. The sisters are then hanged, and Thackeray the cat rubs against his father's leg, but the father, not recognizing him, pushes him away. Get away! Get away, beast! I'm like, not beast, it's a cat. <laughs> I, I know, but you know oh, what? It's that negative connotation that people have with black cats and witches. Right, totally. Well, funny story about the cat. I read that this movie was actually conceptualized by the producer slash writer Mick Garris, who came up with the concept of this film because one night he was sitting on his porch with his daughter, his young daughter, and a black cat walked by them. And then he created this uh, fantastical story for her that the black cat was actually a boy that was turned into a cat by witches. And then from there, he... Uh, you know, helps create the story that we have today. And that was in the 80s. That was like in the early 80s. Wow. That that is amazing. Okay, are you ever distracted by the fact that Thackeray Binks is not voicing his own voice? It's so weird. What a strange idea. What a weird idea. And I think it was because, if I remember correctly, I should have looked this up before we started, but I think that they cast... Thackeray, as, you know, whoever plays him. And then they yeah. cast the voice of Thackeray, who's played by Jason Marsden. And so he was cast as the voice of the cat, and then a different mm. actor was cast as the human version of Thackeray. So they were like, the voice is kind of taking me out of it. Like, a, like people were not putting together that the cat was the boy. Like, Why didn't the boy, why didn't they just have the boy do the voice? It's so shocking because Jason Marsden is like an actor. Like, we've seen him. He played Max Goof in the Goofy movie, which is still okay. animated, but okay. He was also like a recurring role on Boy Meets World. Weird. Yeah. And he also played Eddie Munster in the TV reboot of the Munsters. And he's actually kind of cute, which is so weird. What the hell? Okay, now I'm mad. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking legend. I actually think Jason Marsden has cuter qualities than the guy who plays Thackeray. So I have to say that right away, this set design, I, I, like I know that, you know, I guess if they're all real places. Like the Sanderson sister home is an actual home. Yeah, and this is actually like 
a um, village. Uh, uh, yeah, a village that's like re- a re- recreation of like early colonial Salem, and it's called um, Pioneer Village, <laughs> which is actually located in Salem, Massachusetts. So yeah, you can go visit. You can go visit most of the places in this film. Like Salem has fully embraced Hocus Pocus as like part of their legacy, staple of their community. Yeah, we need to make it our mission to spend Halloween in Salem. It Seriously. looks so poppin'. Not just in this movie, but like in real life. Like Salem looks so fun to be around in Halloween. Seriously, I'm sure it's like I don't. I hope it's not like a horrible tourist trap, but I mean, it looks amazing. And I definitely would want to go in a, you know, once we, the world has gotten its shit together a little better. So yeah, maybe <laughs> yeah. next year. Hopefully, hopefully let's plan on it. Yes. So <laughs> also the, the young actress that plays Emily, she, I don't know her real name, but she was the first major YouTuber have you, what? Did you ever know this? Yes. Okay. So no. I was on YouTube in the early days of YouTube, but number one <laughs> was always this bitch called the Venetian princess. What? I don't know what she would do on there. Cause that was before the age of like makeup tutorials and things like that. So I don't know what the hell she did, but she was number one. And this is oh, her, right. which I never put together. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page and her name is one of the only ones that you can't click a link on. Because she's nobody. She's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> she's nothing. <laughs> we get, she gets lured into the witch's cottage by uh, Miss Sarah. Can you do a little impression of Sarah? Come, little child. <laughs> I love it, how she's talking Come, like child. Yeah. Come, child. <laughs> I like when she goes, dead, dead, dead. Yeah, she looks like, like weird nasally quality to her voice. Yeah. She's so fucking cute. But I will. Ha- I have to say though, like the concept of this is actually like kind of frightening, and like just <laughs> just not like that first shot that you see of like the witches. like creepy Sa- like or like of Sarah like going into t- into the house. Like yes. from behind, and she's kind of like creepy and skulking. Like that's kind of unsettling. It's really unsettling. And like, thank God these witches are fucking funny because if not, like this might actually be too scary for kids. Might be a horror movie. It, it kind of is, at least in this part, because yeah, obviously they're really like using you know the age old tale of what we think witches are, which are these like right evil old the the women, crone the yeah. crone the Snow White version of a witch. Yeah. Um, so like, okay, yeah, I get it. And you know, they're playing into the whole Salem aspect of it. Sure. Right. Even though it yeah. was really just like these girls that were tried in Salem were literally just like these young girls dancing around a fire. Right. Exactly. So, <laughs> it's like, okay. absolutely. Yeah. But this is much different. These are obviously exaggerated Disney versions of, of old scary witches to where they're like scary, but also still kind of cartoony to where they're not, super threatening to anybody in the real world they're like if the wicked witch of the west was like a comedian oh my god yes and let me tell you these bitches are fucking funny this trio of bet midler kathy najimi and sarah jessica parker are like they created magic like literal magic. magic they're always on it's like their mannerisms their voices and everything feels like their all their movements feel like organic choreography like it's just so beautiful even the way they move their hands and fingers right but also just how distinct they made these characters from each other yes 
you know, they just all have like very specific qualities. Like they're not really two dimensional. I don't think maybe some people would argue that they're two dimensional, but I don't think they are. I mean, we have like Winifred, who's obviously like the alpha female, you know, she's, she's demanding, she's selfish. And she, um, I think she does probably have a little more power than the other ones do. It um, seems that way. Maybe yeah. like the firstborn gets a lot of the power, and then as they go on, they get less sure. and less. But I mean, they all seem to have like some sort of superpower, like some sort of specialty power, right? Yes. So Winifred's, I mean, not only is she like the leader, she has like this ability to shoot like lightning out of her hands, which yes. is. That's like an extreme power, yeah. Yeah, oh my god! Like, I mean, the, her the setting must be on low because most people survive being electrocuted by her. But... <laughs> her voltage is on like yeah, the, yes. the very minimum. <laughs> yes, exactly. She got the minimum voltage, but I mean, that is kind of a scary power. And then we have Mary, and Mary, she is like the follower. Yes. she's kind of a desperate for validation, and she's like always up Winnie's ass. Yes. She's there to please Winifred, and she has a keen sense of smell. Yes, that is her superpower. She has this, like, super nose where she's able to smell out children, specifically. I smell children. And what does thou call that? A child. (laughs) (laughs) And then we have Sarah, who's, like, (laughs) just dim-witted and boy-crazy. Yes. Just... Us. Us, literally. (laughs) She is so, oh my god, I was in love with her as a kid. Oh, and and she's a songstress, she can lure. Exactly. She's, um, what do you call those things? Um, a uh, siren. A siren, yes. yes. So she, she has a siren call, so that's her sort of superpower, is that she can hypnotize children with her singing, with this beautiful song that she likes to sing, which we'll sing in a little bit. For yes, you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so this whole confrontation happens and um you realize that their plan is to literally suck the life out of this little girl (laughs) they're all they always want to be young and beautiful like it's always their like goal and i i can relate oh yeah no i can totally relate that's definitely a very particular thing that us gays want so i think that we relate to witches in that aspect Yes, yes, definitely. Um, And then we have, so we have all that that happens between them. And um, we have, you know, Thackeray Binks being turned into a cat. Um, Mm -hmm. So they do have a lot of power, these witches. But um, I am hoping that in the sequel, because it will be more modern, I do hope that we kind of keep the horror element at the same level but I kind of want a little bit more when they suck the lives out of these kids I like, know I want the Something kid to be all me. a dried up prune when they are oh done. my god I know I wish we could get like the unrated version of a Hocus Pocus 2 but I don't know <laughs> I feel like with like Disney Plus producing it I'm a little nervous that it's going to be a little watered down yeah um you know, but I mean, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Maybe it won't be. Who knows? But yeah. I would love for them to like sort of amp it up, like the horror bit, totally. just a little, because their main audience is probably going to be people who love this movie from being kids and who are now adults. Yeah, like thirties, forties. Yeah, the crypt keepers. Even want. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those old fucking people. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, so I mean, this is Hocus Pocus two is full on fan service for the generation that loved this movie and so why not like amp it up and make it a little more you know appropriate for 
people our age. But I don't know. I doubt it. Disney isn't like that. <sighs> I know, which is why I fucking hate them. It's so annoying. Like, it just gives us what we want. Make right. it PG-13. Yeah, come on. Okay, the staging of the hanging is amazing. Yeah. The oh lighting, the, the, the lightning, the thunder... The yes. mob, the way it's like, it, and Kenny Ortega, this is what he does. Like, he's like directing for the stage. So it's like enticing. Super theatrical, but just, it's just exactly what you want from a story about witches. Like, this, like, these, like, puritanical, like, you know, pilgrimy looking people, these, <laughs> <laughs> you know, hanging these witches. It's like the classic. You know, picture you think of when you think of you know the Salem the, witch trials, the Salem witch trials, yeah, exactly. Totally. And, it's, and so this is a great reference to that. And there's some really fucking funny comedic dialogue in this scene. Um, like they're not <laughs> even in the face of of death, they're still cracking jokes. I uh, you know, I, I think it's because she's all knowing. Like she knows that yeah. she's gonna they put this curse on themselves she has a plan she's a woman with a plan she's not scared of death this time around no like, she has another shot at this yeah so. she's like okay all right fine I'm, I'm losing my main shot but do you know what i'll be back and she's i'll worried. be back and, yeah and then they and honestly this part is actually kind of creepy um, when they start doing the the curse or the spell and they're and they're all kind of talking that weird like chanty monotone voice it's actually kind of scary i like when they sing the song sisters sing ah, ah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they get hanged and we just see their little dangling feet their <laughs> little feet and it's very reminiscent of like the wizard of oz, wizard like, of oz the wicked witch sure. of the east uh, smashed by miss dorothy's house so i love that where this is going i love the references i love the co- the comedy i love the over the top the theatrics the drama yeah. the lighting the camp yeah oh my god and just like even like the little details like the sky in the background like the parts that you can tell were on a set the gradient sky of like green to purple and mm, the yeah. pink smoke coming from their chimney like it's just all oh, very yeah. beautiful also yes and we love when it looks beautiful are you ready to move on <laughs> yes 300 years later in Salem, a teacher tells her class the story of the Sanderson sisters, since Halloween is approaching. Max Dennison, played by Omri Katz, a new student who arrived from California, does not believe the story and says Halloween was invented by the candy companies. Max attempts to hit on fellow classmate Allison as the school closes for Halloween break. Which I'm like, not Halloween break. (laughs) I wish. Allison, played by Vanessa Shaw, plays coy but sneakily returns his phone number. While cycling home, Max cuts through a cemetery and runs into two teenage punks named Ice, played, played by Larry Bagby, and Jay, played by Tobias Jelinek, who tease him and steal his trainers. When an irritated Max returns home unhappy about his new location, he finds solace in his room and daydreams about Allison. Bitch, he was not daydreaming. He was about to... He was about to masturbate. He was totally about to choke the chicken. Good thing Danny popped out of that closet when she Literally, <laughs> what would she have seen? What would that poor little girl have seen? Danny, played by Thora Birch, his little sister, then frightens him and demands that he take her trick-or-treating that night. At first he refuses, but is later forced to take his sister to the neighborhood to collect candy. After an embarrassing confrontation with Ice and Jay over surrendering their candy, Danny storms off on Max and he goes to reconcile with her. 
The two then find the mansion of Allison's family, and they meet Allison and engage in a conversation about the Sanderson sisters. In order to escape Allison's parents' boring Halloween soiree, they plan to break into the Sanderson house, now an abandoned museum dedicated to the sisters. Danny is anxious about their Halloween escapade. When they break into the mill house, fa- fax, wow. <laughs> they send a fax. <laughs> <laughs> they send a fax and they get one back that reads. <laughs> the killer will grant mercy too. I'm just kidding. <laughs> When they break into the mill house, Max foolishly lights the black flame candle to impress the girls. Odd occurrences begin to happen at the Sanderson house, and the floorboards rattle and shake as the Sanderson sisters return home. The three kids hide while the sisters comically settle back into domesticity after three centuries-long absence. Danny is found by the sisters, claiming that she was the one who lit the candle. To protect his sister, Max and Allison attack the witches. Max fools the witches by setting off the modern sprinkler system, making them think that it's a terrible magic that will destroy them in order to distract the witches from following him. He steals the spellbook and is saved by Thackeray, now an immortal cat with the ability to speak. After escaping the Sanderson sisters, Max, Allison, and Danny follow Thackeray Binks into a cemetery to be safe on hollowed ground. Binks shows them Billy Butcherson's grave and his sister's headstone. They soon realize he is Thackeray Binks and that the legends are true about the witches and they're killing his sister. Ooh, okay. This teacher is amazing. Oh my god, I don't know. Not when she throws that that streamer at that kid. (laughs) The girl, she she gets that out. She's like, you got me. But I wish this passion for Halloween still existed. Like this, I know. like Halloween is in the '90s and like the Was '80s, and even the '70s. Like nothing matches that energy of those like three decades. Vanessa Shaw's Allison. I love her in this role. I, I love her. This part always kills me in the classroom when she when she like owns him with oh. the comeback. And, and then she, what does she say? And actually, is that Halloween night is the one day a year where spirits can walk the earth. Yeah! Yes! Yes, yes! You better read that bitch to fail. She's like high-fiving. She's like flipping her hair. Yes, she's like literally. She's like got up on the desk and she's like shaking her ass. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, she's sort of witchy too. Like this Red Riding Hood thing she's that like she's wearing. She's like Red Riding Hood. Yeah, like she seems sort of like... And then, like, everything that comes to follow, I'm kind of like, maybe Allison's a witch. I guess we'll get into it more, but... I hope these people show up in the sequel. (sighs) I do, too. It'd be a shame. It would be a shame. It would be a disservice to the fans. Yeah, come on. Make them characters. I even want to know how Jay and Ice turned out. (laughs) So this is another moment where I'm like, okay, this is Kenny Ortega, like... Totally directing for the stage when right. Max is cycling, as the synopsis says, <laughs> and and then all of a sudden, Jay and Ernie or Ice pop up behind these. <laughs> like, what were they doing down there? Like, this is the total stage direction. Like, where they just yeah. pop up out boing. of nowhere. Yeah, boing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. Drugs, probably. I love Jay. Like, I love both of them. They're so funny. This is one of my favorite characters in this movie. And they're so overlooked. But I, I like... <laughs> they're so funny. I'm Jay. This is Ernie. Hey, man. How many, how many times I gotta tell you? My name ain't Ernie no more. It's Ice. Oh. 
This is ice. And then he turns around and it's shaved in the back of his head. Classic. My favorite line from this moment, this interaction, is when he goes, oh, Yes. You got any cash? Hollywood? <laughs> <laughs> what am I supposed to do with my day? I don't know. Maybe you can learn to breathe through your nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so I like how he's dumb. like making fun of Max for being from California yet Jay is like a total California boy he's a total valley girl <laughs> yeah I'm totally like oh my god Alicia is. Silverstone's in this movie guys <laughs> literally this <laughs> would have been a character in Clueless yeah, I would have loved definitely. that crossover Oh my gosh, it could still happen. You never know. <laughs> you never know. I just love Jay. I love his outfit. I love his d- performance, his line oh, yeah. delivery, everything about him. Yeah, yeah, they're great. I love their, these characters. I mean, they're like the bully characters, but they're just so ridiculous. They're just very well done. And we also we also meet Danny, played by Thor Birch, who I uh, was in love with when I was little. I oh, love yeah. Thor Birch. Remember Monkey Business? I, oh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> Monkey Business. Now and then, I loved her in that. Oh, so good when she plays young Melanie Griffith. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god. I yeah, I love Thor Birch in this. Like, I wanted to be Danny so badly as a kid. I- Yes, like that's why we, I think that's why we watch this on like Disney Channel and ABC Family Yeah, for, for that reason. Like th- it's like you said in a previous episode where like you want to be the kids in these situations. Yeah, where you're, like, exactly. Going on this you know. epic little adventure. And yes. also like she was, she's really quick witted. She's funny. She's smart. You know, she knows how to get what she wants. She manipulates the hell out of her brother. She embarrasses him quite a lot the that scene when they are in allison's house like they get to her mansion um you know rich white bitch and then like her parents are throwing this stuffy ass like like french revolution (laughs) like a marie antoinette halloween party i'm like okay sure (laughs) i'm I'm sure they like bob for apples and you know i mean it it honestly looks like a party that i would enjoy at my age now it actually like for a child this is stuffy (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but honestly, now, now that I think about it, like, I'd be down to go to that party. Yes, opulence. Oh, absolutely. But to them, it's boring. I mean, Allison didn't even bother doing her hair for the party. She was like, I'm going to put on <laughs> this little ponytail. She's like, I'm just going to do a bun, like, in the back. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not even, like, a high bun. Like, it's not even no. cute. <laughs> not even a cute one. Just like, whatever. But then Al- Danny full-on, like, embarrasses her brother. We already talked about how he only, oh. almost full-on just jerked in over Allison. And then she's all, what did she say about her her yabos? She says, um, I love your costume. Of course, I would never be able to wear anything like that because I don't have, what What do you you call them, Max? Yabos? (laughs) Max Max likes your yabos. In fact, he he loves loves them. them. (laughs) She's such a little bit. This is so embarrassing. So embarrassing but also the scene where we meet her i'm like she's a little fucking brat like when she's like you're she's taking me trick-or-treating and he's like no i'm not yeah. like Mom! <laughs> she's then, so natural her oh, delivery yeah. is perfect also like we have this other confrontation with jay and ice where she has some really great lines where they're oh, like yes they're like giving them shit <laughs> she's like oh, shit. she's like He's a little leaguer. And they're like, whoa. (laughs) I love the way that they play off of everything that they're saying. Like, Hollywood, 
doing a little trick or treating. Ding dong. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. What are you supposed to be? A new kid on the block? <laughs> <laughs> I love them so Not much. a new kid on the block. But he's a rap singer. I was like, oh, oh rap yes. singer. Yes. Uh, when his dad says, well, shouldn't your hat be backwards? I'm like, you guys are so white. It's disgusting. Uh, but yeah. also, I don't think he says backwards. He says sideways. Oh, sideways, which is worse. Okay, my God. <laughs> um, oh my God but, he's so white. But the dad's kind of hot. Yes! I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that. Mr. Dennison is so hot. He's hot. That chin. Yes. Oh, yes. For sure. And as Dracula or Dadgula. Oh my god. I can't believe that they, these people who are in the middle of moving into their new house were like, but I'm full on going to go out to this Halloween party. Oh, head to toe decked out in a costume. Yeah. I'm like, you found that box of all your shit in the midst of moving in i can't wait to get to to, uh them in their halloween costumes yeah um (laughs) so they decide to go to the sanderson sister house and max is trying to prove that he's like this big shot caller like yeah he's like i am gonna impress allison i'm gonna motorboat her yabos and i'm gonna light (laughs) the black flame candle (laughs) right he's like but lo and behold, he's a virgin, which I cannot believe that this movie used that as a plot device. But I also can't believe that that Disney was like, yeah, that's fine. Well, we can use him being a virgin as part of the plot, which is like, so it just seems really strange. It seems like, strange when they keep bringing it up. Like, let him light the candle and they come yeah. back to life and you're like oh my god will a virgin lit the candle like okay pass it off but then they keep making this big thing out of it. everyone's like yes you're a virgin you're a vir- oh my god you're a virgin like well he's like 16 yeah, so but, yeah yeah but also like when i was a kid i didn't know what the fuck a virgin meant i had no idea i was like oh, yeah he's either. a virgin what does that mean but i guess you can think about it like you know you sacrifice a virgin or something like right that. which i understand in any other kind of movie but in a, a disney, disney movie, movie it's like shocking i'm like oh okay because on. it calls into question right. what the movie's about right and exactly. these kids are like mommy what's a virgin yeah like that's and, gonna bring up some interesting questions and why is everybody shocked that he is one <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the I real become, question how do i not be one <laughs> so i don't get murdered by these witches yeah well i don't want to get killed by the witches so what do i have to do it's like a full-on cherry falls um plot line yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god that virgin they just have a die. sex party so that they don't get killed by the killer or attacked by the Literally. witches that's what hocus pocus <laughs> is about um <laughs> The bitches are back. They're still young and beautiful. Well, younger. And um, when they first find Danny, they assume that she, and she tr- pretends like she's one of the witches. Yeah. She's like, oh, I thought that would never like, come, sisters. But tell me, child, what year is it? Uh, 1993? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God. God. I-, I love the simplicity of this. Like, I'm sure in the sequel they'll make it like this big overdramatic thing when they come back. But I just love that like the lights flicker, the floorboards shake, there's a yeah. green light oozing through and all of a sudden the door opens and they're just standing there. Yeah. <laughs> how did they materialize? Who knows? But I know. Who cares? who cares? And how has no person who's been running this museum found Sarah's lucky rat tail? <laughs> 
I know. I love how disgusting she is. But, you know, I love all the <laughs> Halloween stereotypes in this. Like, the black cats, the cauldrons, the spell books, the yeah. candles, zombies, ghosts, parties. Like, it's just so... It's just so just Halloween. so inclusive of every aspect of Halloween. So Absolutely. Good. Such a such a delight, I will say. And then we, we have the first sort of... Um, moment of the witches versus the 90s with oh. with this sprinkler system bit right where you know, max has this big idea where he's like i'm gonna summon the burning rain of death and yeah. it's like just he's, the sprinkler system and they're all bur- bur- burning rain of death burning rain of death <laughs> like a spell that they've never heard of sisters he makes fire with his hand <laughs> he makes fire with his and then he like you know lights it on fire and all the water comes out and they like melt like you know, yeah like, of course very reminiscent to the wizard of oz i love how many times they like die or they think <laughs> that they're dying in this movie oh my God. it's so funny yeah they always think that they're dying and then they're it's almost as like they're like predisposition to like have this dramatic death they're like acting it out before it actually happens to them it's <laughs> yeah. so funny it gets a little silly when, like, they say things like, show me your driver's permit. But, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, but they don't know what a lighter is or what a sprinkler system is. Like, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a suspension <laughs> of disbelief here, for sure. Yeah, totally. Oh, wait, you know, and then they get to the cemetery and Binks, you know, we're introduced to Binks as a full-grown cat. He's lived on this earth for 300 years. I have to say that the CGI cat looks amazing. Even Pretty, by today's yeah, for, standards. For 1993, it looks great. Like, look For at sure. Lady and the Tramp. Like, that looked terrible. Oh my god, I know. Modern version. This looks amazing. This looks better than Sabrina. This looks better than a lot of modern well, day things. Speaking of Sabrina, they took the puppet that they used for this movie and used it in Sabrina. It looks terrible on Sabrina. <laughs> <laughs> it literally looks like a fucking pillow you buy from Target. Like, it looks terrible, but... Okay, I do I do like this little introduction that Binks gives to Billy Butcherson before he arrives, where he's like, this is the grave of Billy Butcherson, one of Winifred's lovers, but she caught him uh, sleeping with Sarah, and, yeah. like, she put a curse on him, removed his tongue or whatever, and now so he does and then yeah. killed him. Yeah. I love that she didn't turn on her sister. And I'm like, yes! Come on, <laughs> That's right. Solidarity. Solidarity. Right. It's, not her, it's not her fault. All right. The witches discover that they have been tricked and devise a plan since the candle spell only brings them back for one night. They plot to suck the lives out of little children, all the children of Salem, before sunrise so that they can stay alive and youthful forever. However, they need to find a max. Not you. You can choke. However, they need to find Max, since he has stolen the book, and Winifred can't remember the spell. The witches set out into the modern world, and are constantly confused as to the ways of the world in the early 90s. They track down Max and the gang to the cemetery, unable to set foot on hallowed ground, by taking flight on their broomsticks. Winnie resurrects a decaying zombie named Billy Butcherson, played by Doug Jones, to find the trio after losing them. The kids take rescue in a sewer and make their way through the underground while the witches board a bus to be taken to the children of Salem. Binks finds a sewer hole that they can escape from Billy and makes his way out into the streets, but is then run over by the bus the sisters have boarded. 
Max, Allison, and Danny are devastated, but Binks magically returns to normal health since he is immortal. The witches depart the bus in Halloween-themed suburbia filled with children trick-or-treating. They are then invited inside the house of a man dressed as the devil, played by Gary Marshall, mistaking him for being their master! Master! Inside the house, Master introduces them to his wife, a curmudgeonly woman with rollers in her hair, played by Penny Marshall, whom the sisters mistake for Medusa. (laughs) Oh, sisters, Master has married Medusa. See the snakes in her hair. (laughs) I love this. I want you guys, I want you ladies to meet the little woman. (gasps) He has a little woman. my favorite lines of the whole movie um after exploring the kitchen which winnie mistakes as a a torture chamber (laughs) (laughs) yes so after exploring the kitchen and watching tv commercials they are chased out of the house by the master's wife and dog after sarah is caught slow dancing with her husband meanwhile three children dressed as the sanderson sisters steal their brooms <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. And then they fly off and their yeah. their their screams and laughter are voiced by like grown ass women. <laughs> I love how these three little girls get on these brooms and fly away. They probably died that night. They probably did die that night. They I always died. wonder what happened to these poor girls. They probably died, let's be honest. <laughs> they probably fell right off the motherfucking yes. brooms into that water surrounding Salem. <laughs> yes. Max, Allison, Danny, and Binks go to City Hall, crowded with people attending the Halloween party so that they can find their parents. When the witches enter City Hall to find the children, Max's parents do not believe them and he is forced to tell the party attendants on stage that the witches have come back to life. Everyone laughs until Max points at the Sanderson sisters. The spotlight soon switches to Winnie and her sisters and everyone stares. But Winifred quickly turns the tables on Max, dazzling the partygoers by pretending they are entertainers and breaking into song, going on stage to perform a show-stopping number. The song contains an insidious spell by which the witches compel the partygoers to all dance and party until they die of exhaustion. Oh my god, I love this fucking movie so much. Okay, there's just so much that uh, just is so brilliant. So I think this section starts off with the witches leaving the house and they are immediately stopped by the Black River that is the asphalt. And they're like, they've never seen a road before. And then um, Sarah gets pushed onto it. She screams because she thinks she's going to die. Just firm. Just firm a stone. When they realize that Max has tricked them, I love that moment where they're touching it and she's licking it and Sarah starts drinking it and she goes, um, it is but water! I say that all the time, too. Shit. And there's so many things that I say from this movie all the time. This is one of the movies that made us. And then they do that iconic walk that they do. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah just like these, like, huffing and puffing witches. Um, and then they are, again, and stopped, stopped in their, their tracks, tracks <laughs> by the police lights. Because they are... There's just a lot of going... A lot of overwhelming things probably going on for them. There's too much. There's too much modern technology 
for them. Yeah, they don't know how to process it, but they do process it it, uh, pretty quickly because they start to get the hang of things. And so now we have the introduction of Billy Butcherson, who is resurrected by Winifred once she finds him in the cemetery. And it's played by Doug Jones, who is an icon legend of creature features. Like, the dude has been in everything. He's... If you've seen a tall, lanky monster in a movie, it's usually played by Doug Jones. Yeah, he's great. Every movie that he makes, again, looks like choreography. Yeah, exactly. Like, he is a professional. He moves beautifully. And he wears the makeup well, because he, he just has that oh. perfect look for it. Yeah, even out of drag, he looks like Billy Butcherson. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. He, he sort of looks like, like a earthworm or something. You know what another line is? This is literally just us reciting lines. Yeah. Sorry, listeners, but this is what it's going to be. This is what you came for, is it not? Yeah. (laughs) When Sarah, after Max, and Sarah goes, "Um, Little virgin who lit the candle, I'll be thy friend. (laughs) Yeah, she's such a naughty minx. That's what I love about Sarah. You know what's really funny is that people usually have pretty not so flattering things to say about Sarah Jessica Parker's looks but like it's a pretty common consensus that she's very sexy in this movie like people always say like the hottest she ever was was in Hocus Pocus pretty much because she's playing what people say she looks like (laughs) yes a witch (laughs) I mean in Sex and the City she looks like a sexy witch but I think it's like the platinum blonde hair the dark makeup the dark eyebrows yeah I think she looks great I know. Do we know who like other people that like that were considered for these roles? I know that Cloris Leachman was originally in mind for Winifred. Oh my God! Well, that also would have been probably brilliant, but she's dead. Cloris Leachman is not dead. Oh, she's close to it. Is she not? She's close to it. I don't think she's dead. Wait, is oh, she? Oh my bad. Oh, you might be right. Is she not dead? She's oh, dead. she did die. She died in January. She just died. She just died, yeah. She just died. Oh, So Cloris. there'd be no Hocus Pocus too. But you know what? It's okay. I don't... I, I, I cannot fathom See, the idea of anybody else playing these characters. Seriously. They're just so iconic. And you know, Sarah Jessica Parker, I have to say, like, I watched Mars Attacks the other day. I'm like, she's she, played some pretty, like, iconic roles. She but has. this one stands out the most. Even more than Carrie fucking Bradshaw. I know. I mean, yeah. That's true. I think it's up there with Carrie for her. I'm like, if you think of her <laughs> iconic roles, it's Sarah Sanderson, Carrie Bradshaw, Rusty and Footloose. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Annie. Yeah. <laughs> Broadway. <laughs> oh my God, I know. That's right. Yeah, she was the replacement Annie. First of all, I guess we have to talk about them boarding the bus. Oh, one of the best scenes. It is so, this is definitely one of those scenes that was like, this is, uh, this is our like attempt at like appealing to the adults watching this with their kids. Cause this yes. scene is kind of naughty. It is. This bus driver pulls over and he's like this, like <laughs> almost like New Jersey or New York type bubble, bubble. I'm in trouble. Oh yeah. <laughs> Several people in this movie have that New Jersey accent, which is oh. very strange. I mean, we'll get to the Marshalls in a second. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> But it's just, yeah, so he's like this like horny bus driver, and I love I love that line where he, where he's like I uh, I'm here to take you to your heart's desire, or whatever. Or yeah. what does he say something like that? And she's like, we desire children, and he goes, well, it might take me a few tries, but I think we can get there. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh my yeah. god, that's a dirty joke. 
It is, it is. Especially when Sarah gets on board. She does look really rather beautiful. Her wig is like on point. On one through yes. half of her face is showing. <laughs> We're like, this is where she looks the most beautiful when only half of her face is showing. <laughs> I love that part though. They're like on the bus. Thackeray Binks gets run over. <laughs> and like, I love when they run over and the whole bus bumps when they run over a cat. Like, like as if they hit a speed bump. Yes. And, and then she goes, she goes, she goes, ooh, speed bump. Beep, beep. <laughs> I do that all the time. Oh, my God. Okay. When they get to the children, um, when that <laughs> fucking little angel comes out and she that, goes, oh, bless you. That was the moment when I was a kid when you, you know, when you stop something and had to rewind it over and over again and you would laugh till you couldn't yes. breathe. Yes. It, this was that moment for me. <laughs> when she runs up, she's all. Bless you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I thought that was the funniest shit I had ever seen as a kid. Maybe it burns like this little girl giving them like a blessing. Like they're like, oh, yeah, just the the fact that she's like a little angel. She tells these random women, bless you on the street. (laughs) And, you know, because their master is the devil. Who, um, oh, yes, you know. who quickly appears on screen when he's like, Happy Halloween! <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I know, just this, what is he doing just outside? Is he like drunk? But I'm assuming that he has been drinking. He has to be drunk because why would he let these three random ass bitches into his house? Like adult women <laughs> into his house. Yes, and they're all, Master! <laughs> oh my God, they are so excited. I'm like, wow, they must have never gotten a good look at their master to think that this man Winifred said she's been to hell and she thought it was rather appealing so I'm like of course she's probably seen the devil I don't think he looks like Gary Marshall (laughs) (laughs) but thank god because this is this scene is so random but so funny so iconic like first of all Gary Marshall and Penny Marshall brother and sister playing husband and wife ew I know also RIP to the Marshalls they are Literally. Both also dead. Oh, yeah, that's so sad. Um, but this scene, yeah, starts off with a bang, like, just from the minute they're introduced to to Penny Marshall. And, you know, we already kind of quoted some of their, their good lines. And then yes. um, they sort of just explore the house. They're sort of just, like, set free in here and, like, watching Kathy Najimy watch that commercial. Oh, my God. That was another scene, I think, that I rewound over and over again. It was like this whole moment was so funny to me when because I get I feel like that was a really iconic commercial that she's watching of that baby, you know, zooming in that. around the house and like Walker, yeah, and then just her like, <laughs> like her like, <laughs> like trying to grab the child, trying, yeah, <laughs> trying to grab. Them. <laughs> it's so funny, and then when Sarah's like, Master, would thou danced with me? <laughs> And she looks to the side dramatically. Yes. Uh, <laughs> dramatically. It's so good. Wait, I like when Penny Marshall re-enters the scene after she's gone upstairs. And like, I'm like, what was she about to say? And she's like, I lost five pounds according to the... <laughs> yeah. All right, that's it. Get out of my house. Take your clock bar, tart face. Grab your clock bars. <laughs> tart face. Tart face. And, uh, that is a perfect description. Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. Tart face. And then they sick the dog on them. And that dog actually belonged to Kathy Najimi. Aww. 
Is that R. cute? You know, that dog is dead, too. Yeah, you know, that dog is still around. <laughs> but that dog was a performer, a professional. Oh. It hit its mark. And, and looked was, cute doing it. Yes, in those little wings. with those wings. Yes, it was oh, so cute. What a star. So what a star. Love this scene so much. <laughs> I have to say, before we move on from this scene, this is the scene I always look forward to. The Marshalls and the, and the Sanders yes. sisters are just giving 100% pure entertainment. Yeah, it's entertainment so camp. It's just so funny. And then um, they go outside after they get chased out. And this is when they start realizing like what's going on. Like, oh, these, <laughs> these aren't hobgoblins. These are children. And then that kid runs by and literally smacks or like, like hits mary i think in the stomach with this candy bag and he's like weirdos weirdos yeah weirdos weirdos <laughs> so they go to city hall where this is a popping ass party going on oh my god i want to be at this party so badly so mr dennison also confused miss allison for a full-grown adult because he's like Literally. kissing her hand he's like who is this fresh young blood donor what a so dad stupid. joke what, what a, a dead joke. joke. But honestly, if I, I don't know, I just, I have to sleep with Mr. Dennison. I mean, but you know what, though? <sighs> he comes in second place to the one that always had my heart, which is the lead singer of this fucking swing band. Well, first of all, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is literally me. I was like, oh my God. I was like obsessed. I thought he was so hot. And it was just the makeup because I think we did end up looking him up after and we were and very... he's not cute. He's not cute. But I mean, in that makeup, I don't know if it's like the chiseledness of just like the skeleton makeup or that. It's also his eyes. Yeah, he, and yeah, he can sing. Yeah, he looks really cute and he can sing. And every time I watch this part, I literally think of you. Like before Fear of the Talking Queers. Yeah. Every time I see... every Ever since I've known you and I've watched this movie... <laughs> I think of you during this part. This is so, this is a perfect role for you. You should be in for Halloween. I I was honestly thinking about that. I was like, that'd be cute. That'd be a cute idea. Oh, but this served as the inspiration. If you ever feel like going back to it last year for our Halloween special, I did sing Witchcraft from, uh, from not, obviously it's a Frank Sinatra song, but um, inspired by this movie. So go back and listen yes. to our Halloween special from last year. You're not going to regret oh, it. Oh yeah, because you're not getting another one. So <laughs> <laughs> That's, that is true. That is true. Yeah. So, all right. Now we got to get to Miss Mom with her. Okay. Voguing. Oh, what, <laughs> what drag queen did she get this costume from? Because it is fucking like legit. Like she has legit Madonna cone boobs. Like she went authentic, probably paid lots of money for this outfit because the wig is on point. She looks so good. I like when Danny's like, Mom? Mom? She's like, Who are you supposed to be? <laughs> She's like, Madonna. <laughs> but she looks fucking fire. That ponytail is everything. So, oh my God, that polyester pony. Yeah. Yes. So Swing good. that plastic, girl. <laughs> <laughs> And I love when they introduce the Sanderson sisters. He's like, the Sanderson sisters, they're here. They're right there. And then yeah. the spotlight goes on them and everyone goes, oh, oh, <laughs> whoa. Oh, my God. Yeah, bro. Oh, oh, wait, we, we, we missed one part, which I do love. I just have to mention is when uh, the Sanderson sisters are going through the party. And then she finds um, <laughs> Winnie finds Sarah. And she goes, did you find them? She goes, find who? She was making out with that mummy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
And then, so then we get that marvelous introduction um, by Max to the Sanderson sisters. And then they go on stage and the divine Miss M gives you a number. Oh my God. I put a spell on you. And And now now you're you're mine. mine. (laughs) And everybody laughs. They have no idea that they're being cursed. And I think that's kind of fun that it's like a, you know, not only is it a big production number just for the sake of being Disney and Kenny Ortega and Bette Midler, but it it serves a purpose. It's not random. They do it in order to curse these people. Um, Are Kathy Najimy and Sarah Jessica Parker actually singing these backup vocals? I know. I'm like, that's so weird because, I mean... I mean, Kathy Najimy, as far as like being a singer, like uh, at this point, we'd only seen her sing in Sister Act, and it's. Uh, I'm sure she sang si- that no in the beginning. Ah. Uh. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, she did. She did sing that, but her uh, her voice is definitely not this voice. But then Miss Sarah Jessica Parker, she's a Broadway baby, like she sings, and yeah. so she has a solo in this song movie. I don't know what the hell. Yeah, exactly. So I, I was like, why did they re- did they have those ladies that were in the audience as the supreme singing this <laughs> like <laughs> yeah but that is the best but that is one of my favorite part i know i say this every five seconds and this is my one of my favorite parts but the watch outs are so good because if you watch fucking kathy najimi she fucking puts bunny ears on on bet's head like behind winifred it's so brilliant and you never notice it until oh, you look for uh- it she's like she like hits two poses she's like watch out watch out watch out and she puts bunny ears on her it's, I look for it every time. Oh it's my, my god. I'm going to have to look for it next time then. So then Miss Winnie says, Dance! Dance until you die! Yes. And then um, that's how I want to go out. For sure. Yeah, why not? Dying of exhaustion also is like, that's literally how I feel like every day that I go to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> I know. Until I moved out of my apartment, I was on the third floor just walking up oh. the stairs. I felt like I was dying of exhaustion just yeah. going to bed. But who put that pink Kamakari just fell <laughs> on you? <laughs> yeah, who did that? Max and the gang flee the city hall party and hide from the sisters behind a restaurant alley. An old oven gives Allison an idea on how to deal with the witches and they go to their high school. The witchers enter the school since Mary has trailed the scent of the children. Thinking it's a prison for children, the witches search the halls and follow a voice, actually a tape recorder, and step into a pottery furnace. Allison and Danny then close the hatch and turn the furnace up to burn the witches. In celebration, Max and Danny head home with Allison, deciding to keep Binks as their own cat. They fall asleep, certain that the witches are gone forever. But Winnie, Mary, and Sarah soon emerge from the furnace and are restored to their normal form. Time is running out, and they're desperate since the children have the spell book, and they can't remember the spell for the eternal youth potion. Along the way home, the witches run into Ice and Jay, who insult them, and the witches take the boys captive and place them in cages at home. Winnie breaks down, certain that they are doomed. At the Denison household, Allison and Max wake up, both feeling sympathy for Banks in his feline form. They open the spell book to see if they can reverse his spell, and the book emits a beam of light, a signal that Max, Allison, and Danny cannot see. The sisters see the signal from across the town and go into the cleaning closet to find new brooms. Winnie soon takes flight on a house broom along with Mary on a vacuum and Sarah on a mop. They head back into the suburbs to retrieve the book. Max and Allison are stopped by Binks who slams the book shut. Allison has an eerie feeling that something isn't right. 
Acting on her uncertainty, she and Max fetch some salt from the kitchen as a defense mechanism if the witches do return. Max and Allison's impromptu moment of romance is interrupted by odd noises from upstairs, and they go up to see what happened. Allison sees the book is gone, and Max pulls back the covers of Danny's bed to reveal Sarah. Mary and Winifred enter from the closet holding Danny hostage and holding the book. To defend herself, Allison pours a ring of salt around her, and the trio of witches take to the skies with Danny to use her as their first sacrifice. Max and Allison and Binks are off to get Danny back. Sarah sings a gentle spell from the skies to summon all the children of Salem to the Sanderson house as additional sources of youth. Ooh, okay. Okay. Oh my god. Tis a prison for children. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing has ever been more true. Like, that's literally what school felt like. <laughs> that's a prison. That's literally what high school is. <laughs> yeah, this movie has some very deep social commentary. Yes, about the juvenile court system. Um, <laughs> so, okay, this is iconic because every time we've spoken French <laughs> on the show, I want my book. Je veux mon livre. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. I love it because they were like drawn in there by a French tape. And then all yeah. of a sudden she walks out um, speaking French. I think she knows so the funny. whole, the tape has become a part of her being. Like, yes. I do have to say that this also, this scene also has a moment where I'm like, all right, this is a kid's movie is when Max is like, this is your host, Boris Karloff Jr., <laughs> I'm like, no. Oh, I know. Stupid. I hate that part. We didn't need that because it just like, it almost makes it seem like there isn't a sense of urgency. Where's the tension? Yeah. Yeah, where's the tension? You're over here making jokes, cracking jokes over the, the intercom, Max. But they are successful at burning the witches and they really get to show off their immortality because they come back. I love when the flames really? start rising up in the furnace and they try to blow them out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So good. But yeah, but here they are celebrating too early. They they uh they get a little too comfy. Yeah. They're doing cartwheels in the grass and then the song plays. <laughs> no one told you life was gonna be this way. Yes. This is the fountain from the uh, iconic Friends intro. Season after season. Literally, that has gotten a lot of airtime. That's more famous than we'll ever be. That fucking fountain. Yes, but honestly, I'm so distracted that I don't even notice the fountain because the moon is round. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is huge. You know what? Um, This moment sort of highlights one of my favorite times on Halloween is like after the aftermath of trick-or-treating. And, you know, if you were kind of like an older kid, you would like walk around and like the the streets seemed like a little abandoned, but it was like they feel a little eerie, right? Yeah, eerie. And you feel like a badass bitch because you're out late and you're older. Yes, I'm older and I can walk around and, you know, you see like, I don't know, you still see the house is decorated, but there's like not as many people on the streets. I don't know. I always thought that was like a cool feeling. And no, this is usually the time. And I know we talked about this on our Halloween special, but when I, you know, would go home and then everybody would like trade candy if they didn't like yes totally so at this point it's 3 a.m so the clock is ticking and then we get this uh altercation between the sanderson sisters and 
a J in ice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. They, they finally meet. It was only a matter of time. <laughs> they get all pissed off. They're like, why, why is it always the ugly chicks who stay out late? That's one thing that I do like about the character of Winifred is that she really gets nasty whenever somebody refers to her as ugly. That's her weakness. Oh, yeah. These are, they're, yeah, they're definitely vain as hell, but she just cannot accept that she's ugly. And as bad as she is, when Danny calls her ugly, that's when it really oh. gets to her. This bitch is crying. Yeah, and that's why she like she wants Danny. She's like, she called me ugly. She just wants she wants her so badly. And eventually it's gonna get the best of her because of her you know, her vendetta against this nine-year-old. <laughs> so then we see Danny, Allison, and Max, and they're finally sleeping. They're like, I'm yeah, they're fucking tired. I know. Their parents aren't home. No, their parents aren't home. They're still dancing until they die. Yes, ma'am. This room is oh my, my God. dream room. With that lookout up there, that little Those whatever stairs. that is. Oh my God. Yeah. I would How never cute. leave my room if it looked like this. And Hell Miss... Yeah. Uh, Miss Allison makes herself right at home. She snuggles right up. She's all, mmm. She's like, I'm going to be booed up by the end of this night. She's all, pass me that trout pillow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you play the drums? Can I hear? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is it too late? Um, <laughs> but th- but this is where we get like maybe this idea that Miss Allison could have a little witch inside of her. She's been super into this spell book the entire movie. She can't wait to pry this thing open. She's like, naturally kind of drawn to it when she she like discovers this like salt moment. Um, there are literally articles about Allison's possible connection to being a witch down from like her family. They're like, you know, her family live in that big ass mansion. The way they're, they probably lived in Salem like forever. They run the Sanderson Museum. Yes. Like, they're, maybe they're descendants. They're descendants or maybe they were like the witches that got away with it. Like they never mm. got found or hung or anything. That's true. Ooh, that's such an interesting theory. Yeah, I wish maybe maybe they'll explore that when they bring Vanessa Shaw back because I'm demanding it. <laughs> yeah, bring her back. She's beautiful. She looks great, and she's a, a clever little white witch. Yeah, clever little white witch. What if Allison was in on it? What if she? I've like, always thought that too. Wouldn't that be the ultimate like twist if it turns out that Allison was like helping the Sanderson sisters that would have been a good twist now I think about it they say that Allison and Max can't see this light coming out of the book but when she opens it she gasps and I have always thought that she can't see the light I've always thought that yeah because then why wouldn't she close the book yeah we've decided right here we Nancy drew the shit out of this and Miss Allison is evil like not only is she a witch, ladies and gentlemen, but she is one of the witches. She's in on this plan. Yeah. But Winnie has almost like accepted her death. She's like, goodbye, Google. Goodbye. But then they get the signal and they're like, let's go. Mary, take me to the window. I wish to say goodbye. 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 <laughs> goodbye, cruel world. So then they see this golden light obviously coming out of it. And this is really funny because when I was looking up, because the only behind the scenes shit, which is why we're talking so much about our favorite moments, is literally like where the where these iconic houses were filmed and things like that. And the uh, 
Denison House is on the same street as the Sanderson Cottage. They're oh. on Ocean Drive in Salem. Oh my god, I can't wait for us to go visit. Yeah, so one is like down the street from the other. Like obviously they're like probably in different neighborhoods, but they're on the same street. So then I think probably the scariest image in this movie happens. But just this whole scene is actually kind of scary. But uh, it starts it starts with the screen door and you see Winifred's nail just cutting through the screen door. Which I'm oh, like, yes. does she need to do that? I don't know. But I guess maybe it was quieter to for the element of surprise. <laughs> it's a really scary image. Like, it, if you put it in a compilation of, like, scary, you know, scenes from different movies, it w- I would never think it was a kid's movie. Uh, my way is when they're like, Danny, and they pull back the covers and say, chick a Yeah. <laughs> this whole scene is pretty scary. And then they grab Danny, and then they explode explode through the top of the house. I'm like, literally, the house is in shambles after this. They blow out of that thing. I think it was Mary's vacuum. (laughs) Just as caught, there's like some fabric in it and just explodes. Yeah, it's like unplugged, but it's like constantly running. You constantly hear it. The lights are on. Yeah, this movie was almost believable until that until that <laughs> happened. And, uh, where's what is this power to blow shit up like that? Why didn't they just blow these kids up? They constantly leaving them alive. Or why didn't they enter the house? Yeah, that just way? blow the shit up, grab the book, and go. Yeah, but instead seriously. they blow up the house and not the people. The only plan for Danny is that she's just gonna be the first one that she called Winifred ugly, yeah. so she's definitely the first child to die. But they have to summon yeah. the other kids from Salem into their little house. So we get this iconic song from Miss Sarah Jessica Parker, Sarah Sanderson, yes. and it goes, "Come, little children, I'll take you away." Into a land of enchantment, <laughs> magic. Oh yeah, ah, she's like, so she's like I'm gonna add a little, I'm gonna add a little riff in there. I remember one time when I was trick or treating, I came across a house that was just playing this song just on repeat. I was like, that's so cute. That is cute. Summoning the children. Yes. I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna just sit right here and listen to this. <laughs> Come, sugar daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your money. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, that's hilarious. Why don't we finish this off? Why don't we figure this out? Let's let's figure it out. I'm so excited to see what happens. How does the story end? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Sarah returns home and Winnie is fixing up the potion in their cauldron while Danny is tied to a chair. Max enters the Sanderson house in time to save Danny from consuming the potion, knocks over the cauldron, and tells the witches the sun is rising. The sisters fall to the floor but are tricked as the ray of light turns out to be the headlights of the vehicle the rescuers took to get there. The sisters have the opportunity to suck the lives of the children that are approaching their house, but Winnie is determined to have Danny's soul first, since she called her ugly. You call me ugly? Oh, I really hurt my feelings. (laughs) Aww. There is just enough of the potion left for one child, so the witches take off after the kids. After losing the witches on the road, Max, Allison, Danny, and Binks return to the cemetery where the witches can't set foot on the hallowed ground. Danny is protected by a ring of salt in a grave as Billy, the zombie, joins them to defend her since he also has a hatred for Winnie. You molly trop! <laughs> <laughs> Wench! Trollop! You buck! Tooth mop riding firefly from hell. Ah! 
that's what she says. Yeah, I love it. She screams. <laughs> the sisters swoop at them from all angles. Winnie knocks Billy's head off, and Danny carelessly leaves the safety of the salt ring to retrieve it and give it back to him. Winnie captures Danny and is about to force her to drink the potion when Beaks rushes up a tree and leaps, knocking the potion from her hand. Max catches the potion and threatens to smash it unless Winnie releases his sister. But Winnie threatens instead to kill Danny if Max does this. The standoff is resolved when Max suddenly drinks the potion, a fool to give up his life for Danny. For thy sister. A fool to give, <laughs> to give, thou, what did she say? Whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Winnie then attempts to suck the. Oh shit! Uh, wow. Suck who? I just associate this word with so many other things instead <laughs> oh of life. God. Winnie then attempts to suck the life out of Max as Allison, Billy, and Danny prevent Mary from helping Winnie by holding on to her flying vacuum's cord. Sarah tries to help Mary and a tug of war ensues, ending when Allison, Danny, and Billy release the cord, causing Mary and Sarah to fly off helplessly into the sky. (laughs) Winnie is knocked off her broom while struggling with Max and lands on the cemetery's hallowed ground, taking hold of him and sucking his life force. The sun begins to rise from the horizon of the cemetery. Winnie is stuck between the sun and the hallowed ground, slowly turning to stone. The other two sisters disintegrate from the sunrise and Binks takes his final breath, the curse on him broken. Danny and Max are reunited and she is touched that he would give up his own life for her. I don't think I would do that for my sister. I don't know. Um, Uh, (laughs) So you're a Winifred? Is that what what you're saying? Maybe. Danny then realizes that Binks is dead and begins to weep over him. But suddenly Thackeray's spirit appears to console her, showing her that the curse is lifted and he is free. He thanks her and Max and Allison for their heroic fight against the Sanderson sisters. Emily's spirit appears and Thackeray is finally reunited with his sister. The film ends with Max, Danny, and Allison victorious after the defeat of the Sanderson sisters and Danny smiling as Thackeray and Emily walk away through the cemetery gates. After the end credits, Max and Danny's parents exit City Hall with the other partygoers, exhausted from hours of dancing. Then cuts to Ice and Jay, still hanging from the cages at the Sanderson home, now singing Row, Row, Row Your Boat. As the credits approach, (laughs) the spell book opens its eye. The end. Oh my god. Okay, there's a lot going on in this finale. Seriously, it's action-packed. So it starts off with them getting to the house, and, uh, you know, the sisters are, like, ready to just eat Danny. They want to eat her soul. Beyond sucking the life force out of children, they might eat their bodies after. Uh, yeah, who knows? Why not? Um, <laughs> these witches, they're dumb as hell. <laughs> they fall for anything. Uh, he's like, I know something you don't. Oh, yeah? Dude. Dude. Oh, she picked up that 90s lingo quick. Maybe from Jay and quick. Ice hanging in the cages. That's true. Just saying, dude, dude, let us go. (laughs) But one of the, one of the best parts of the scene is, uh, Max getting his, his shoes back. (laughs) What a full arc. He's like, Hollywood, help us. And he's like, I'm just going to take my shoes back. Oh yeah. And like, these are mine. And then Uh, reveals Isis big fucking heels sticking out of his sock. (laughs) Oh my God. I I know. What, what, it's, it's the little details that matter. It's the details. They matter. They do. I know. 
So they go on this big rampage, chasing after these children through the streets. This scene is funny on the street, though. Like when she, like like we said earlier, like there's some moments where like the dude part, and where you have to yeah. suspend your disbelief a little bit when she's like, "Hey, pull over, let me see your driver's permit," and you're like, "How the fuck would she know what the hell that is? She didn't, she didn't even know what a road was." It's about. 20 minutes ago. <laughs> I love when um, they're bumping into her with the car and they show it from behind. Just, oh, yeah. you know, it, it's the, those effects from the 90s. The, oh, but it yeah. it looks good. It does look really good, but, yeah. you know, you can tell it's all fake. Yeah, definitely. It kind of reminds me I... of killer clowns from outer space. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when, oh, yes, when, he, when, he's on the, when he's on the motorcycle. The motorcycle. The, the invisible motorcycle. We finally get to hear Billy speak because his mouth has been sh- sewn shut the entire time. And um, he uses a... Like that, whatever that blade is. That um, oh, what did I say that his tongue was removed? I think I was thinking of American Horror Story Coven. <laughs> oh yes, yes, that is true. But apparently, this moment when he cuts his mouth open and coughs and all those moths fly out, um, those were not digitally added. Those were real moths. He put those in his mouth. Mitch, he yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was going to yes. say, it looks great, but it looks like he's maybe pushing out cotton at first, and then the moths came out, but those fucking things flew out of his mouth. Yes. Yeah. Ew. Uh, moth, and they're all dusty. Ew, uh, I know. Ew, that, they're all That's powdery. a committed actor. So then they have this, you know, they know the, the witches are coming. Miss Danny, who we've assumed has been very smart this entire time, gets into this grave, you know, they surround her with the salt, but then her ass fucks it all up when she crawls out of the grave to help the zombie get his head back like as if like he's already dead Danny leave him be leave him be he'll find the head eventually also she's so dumb because when they fly down toward her she just puts her hands up to her face and goes ah (laughs) like no run you know what the hell they're gonna do I wish she had a gun (laughs) can you imagine (laughs) (laughs) she whips out a gun from under her dress yeah (laughs) <laughs> maybe the sequel yeah boom 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 i think you need to be at the round table for hocus pocus too like what can we do to ramp up the action in the climax um, um give them guns <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a good idea um i love the part where sarah like flies down towards um allison and she throws the salt in her face and she's like ah she does like a backflip on, <laughs> yeah. on, on, the on her room rhythm. I was like, that's so good. You can tell the wire work here is really fun. Like, they're having a great oh, time. Oh, yes. Apparently, Miss Sarah Jessica Parker loved being on the broom so much that she would stay there on the broom, on the harness, whatever, like, during long in-betweens, like, between their takes and everything. She's like, I'm comfy. I'm telling you, she loved that broom. She was grinding on it. <laughs> uh, she was right at home. Yeah, yeah. it was probably rubbing against her something or other. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Leave me be. Everybody, just t- turn away. She would have her lunch on there. I heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, she just dropping fucking burrito chunks on people. Hello. <laughs> Sorry. I don't think that I would make the decision that this that Winifred made. I'd be like, you know what? Let's give it to one of these children that are surrounding our house, and then I'll get this bitch in the morning. I know. I'll be alive forever. Now. Exactly. I know, but it's her. It. it that's her flaw is that she can't let yes. it go you know and it ultimately leads to her demise but i mean this this whole little final confrontation um you know really 
really shows us our, our theme of the film. Like it's about like what what sis, what like siblings or like this like sisterly thing, like who is willing to sacrifice and how family works better together. Whereas like, you know, we see the Sanderson sisters, they uh, even though they are a family, they are sort of more dysfunctional. Like there's a lot of, you know, anger and they they yeah. sort of beat each other up a lot and then we see have the the um the opposite of that which is you know the heroic sacrifice of the brother for his sister something that winnie would probably yes. never do for her sisters um, yeah well, she's trying to hurry up and suck max's life for so yeah exactly. she can live forever she's like fuck my sisters i'm yeah. getting this one exactly and um so we that that seems to be our little theme here you know about about family and you know very very disney but not but not but not like super like heavy-handed to her like you know no i never noticed that like the parallel between like the denison siblings versus the sanderson sisters like yeah you're right yeah there's like uh there's like something about like sibling rivalry like we started off with danny and max like having trouble connecting because you know they're at different ages. ages yeah they're different ages and um but then they ultimately have to come together in order to defeat this you know this evil force whereas the sisters sort of you know don't make it because they're constantly at each other's throats and in yeah. one 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 remains uh feeling like she's you know better than the other two and um, I hope that in the sequel they're mad at her for letting this happen. I'm I like, know you fucking bitch. Yeah, you let. I us- want them to have. I, I want them to have the attitudes of the witches from American Horror Story, Kevin. Just be like, oh my god, surprise, bitch! Bet you thought you'd seen the last of me. Oh my gosh, imagine. <laughs> like, Why the fuck would you let this happen? Yeah, like how, your how selfish, you foolish, ugly ways. Uh, ugly. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. She would only hear that word. I hope that when I die, I just explode into glitter. Oh, that's how I will die. There's no other way. I'm telling them to, even if I'm already dead, I'm like, put a bomb full of glitter in my body and just explode it. <laughs> that way it's big chunks of body parts yes. also with glitter. <laughs> yes, like like Brenda in Scary Movie 3. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, they explode, Mary explodes, Sarah explodes. And they, they Luckily they explode into glitter that's the same color as their outfits because you can't go out of this world not color coordinated yeah of course red purple and green you know yes. it was it was it was not only on the outside it was also on the inside and winnie gets the biggest death of all because she steps on hallowed ground and now we see why they cannot step yeah. on hallowed ground because as she continues to suck the life force out of max with her little witch boots on the <laughs> hallowed ground she, she realizes she starts to turn to stone but then also the sun is rising so she's just yeah. caught between two Different, different deaths yeah and so she was doomed either way but she was gonna fight till the last second to at least yes. die, at least die young like uh kesha would say <laughs> <laughs> i love that she turns into stone and then explodes into glitter however i never realized that the reason she turns into stone is not because she's the main witch it's because she stepped on hallowed <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah she's the main witch obviously she would they're like uh, turn she's the main witch so she needed like a bigger death <laughs> i'm like oh it does because she fucking stepped on the fucking ground yeah do you think that was just a, a joke that they were that they were playing no i just realized that literally in the last viewing 
That's hilarious. Like that I watched it for this episode. After <laughs> You're like, years oh. of thinking it's because she's the main one. I'm such an idiot. Oh my god. <laughs> I love all the sons on on Danny's costume, all the like little witch things. I love her little witch costume. Her, da- her witch costume is so fucking cute. It kind of reminds me of like a tarot card or yeah. like a, you know something love, vintage, like a yeah, vintage her little Halloween skirt. Costume. Yeah, I love it. It doesn't look cheap. She looks she looks very cute. She looks very cute, but then her dad when she first when he first sees her, he's like, "Ooh, you look very spooky!" Like, no, well, she shut up, dad. Yeah, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But luckily, the Denison family does make it out of the City Hall dance. The they spells do. are all broken. Thackeray reunites with Emily, which is very... Thackeray, Thackeray! Has she literally been just, like, wandering the cemetery for 300 She's years? Like, Thackeray Binks, where hast thou been? <laughs> Shut up, Emily. I like also how she makes it seem like... Her and the family are all dead now, obviously, and so they were all waiting for him in heaven. Like that's how yeah. it seems. But I'm like, there's no way these people hanged people. They're also in hell. Literally, they're all in hell. Everybody's going. They should have showed them dropping into it. Yeah, and coming face to face with it. Uh, maybe Hocus Pocus Two should just take place in hell. The Binkses versus the Sanders. Oh my gosh! Oh my god! And we should be in it. We should be our, um, you know. The entertainment and the uh, oh my stuff. god, it's it's just part of our uh, Halloween special. Yeah, you're singing, and yes. I'm waiting tables. Oh, <laughs> uh, that would be glorious! Another glorious morning makes, makes me, me sick. I had so much fun rehashing all these beautifully crafted moments with you. And I know that next time I watch this movie, no matter who it's with, I will probably say all these same things to this, to whoever it is I'm watching it with. Oh, yes. I mean, we got to say all of our favorite moments. We got to say all of our favorite lines. We got to do impressions. I mean, this is... Sing a little song. Oh, yeah. This was the perfect This is why episode. we did Hocus Pocus. Yeah. And it wasn't because you guys picked it. Oh, yes. By the way, <laughs> our our category was witches for this week. And yes. you guys chose between Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters and Hocus Pocus. Like, again, yeah. big surprise. Big surprise <laughs> what won. But I do kind of want to do Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters eventually. We, we'll get to it. It's been on our, it's been on our schedule for season one. Season yeah. two, season three, and it Literally. gets shot down every time. Yeah, we're, we're all <laughs> like, yes, we're going to do it. Mm, why don't we change it? <laughs> Let's trade it out. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. We'll get to it. And then um, next week, of course, we are doing another Halloween classic Charlie Brown and the Great Pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Brown and the Great Pumpkin. Wait, um, wait, 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 wait. We haven't even given our final thoughts on this movie. Is there just... anything to say? This movie no. is beautifully done it is literal magic it's halloween magic it is a cult classic and it really has reached that it is it it deserves that title because it's a movie that was critically and financially a disaster but now it's become an iconic halloween staple yeah it's it's become so successful and now we're finally getting a sequel like this movie has had quite the legacy absolutely deservedly so like it's it just it's heartwarming good halloween fun this is the movie like like i have to watch on the day it's it's one of those it just makes you feel like even like a kid again like it's oh it keeps us young forever forever (laughs) yeah so um final rating what would you give it 
10 out of 5. 10 of out of 5. Absolutely. 13. Five. 13, 13 out of 5. Yes, 13 out of 5. 300 out of 5. Oh, for 300 years. Yeah. Right down to the day. Now the witch is back. And there's hell to pay. To pay. Just kidding. <laughs> and that's a hell of a toupee. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been... And just like pan to somebody with a toupee on. <laughs> so next week we are doing uh, the iconic movie. Another another Halloween classic that was kind of looked over. We are doing Trick or Treat. Yes! I'm so excited. I'm very excited. That's going to be a tricky one. Get it? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Get it? Oh yeah, that is because it's... There's a lot going on in that There's movie. a lot of storytelling there, yeah. So, well, we already promoted our Apple podcast reviews. You know, again, if you want to potentially win a nice little t-shirt and some Fear the Talking Queer stickers, definitely leave us an Apple podcast review and make us aware of it so we can join you into the pool of candidates for this giveaway. Um, yes. FearTheTalkingQueers.com, at FearTheTalkingQueers on fucking social media and so yeah <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> that's it that's it that's it yes i hope everybody is enjoying their october so far i know we are um oh, yeah. i hope it's as spooky as it possibly can be for all of you um and let's keep this going let's keep the fun and the party going. <laughs> All right. That is it for Hocus Pocus. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you enjoyed our impressions. We hope you share all the same favorites that we have in this movie. Yes, absolutely. So, all right. Enjoy your October and sweet screams, bitch. Bye, witch. Goodbye. 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 Bye-bye. <laughs> Goodbye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> 